What's up, you guys? This is a flashback Friday episode all the way to episode 131. I put this episode together about four years ago, and it still holds true today. And the whole topic is about redefining success, because I think when it comes to fitness and health and weight loss goals, you name it, our, you know, version of success is way beyond what it should be. So I wanted to bring this episode back for you guys and, you know, relive those memories four years ago when I was doing my podcast out of my small little apartment. And uh, honestly, it's there's a lot of great content in this episode. So enjoy. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today is episode, I think it's 131. Yeah, I think it's 131. And we have a lot of stuff I want to cover today. I have a little list that I'm doing um, for the first time, because usually when I do these solo episodes, it's just like whatever thought I had during the week. I just want to hammer it out. So we have a uh, kind of like outline of what we're going to talk about. But first, before we get started, as always, I want to do some shout outs because we got a new number one and I'm super, super excited about it because I'm going international. The number one most listened city on my podcast right now is Melbourne, Australia. And I remember, I remember one of the physios that I mentored under, he was telling me that everyone mispronounces Melbourne and out there it's a different way of saying it. I can't remember what it was. So someone who's listening from Australia and Melbourne, please message me and tell me how I'm supposed to say it right without a horrible accent. Uh, number two is Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to everyone in Atlanta, Georgia. And number three, new number three, new city. It is Newcastle upon Tyne. Never even heard of it out in the UK, but thank you to everyone out in Newcastle listening to this show. And again, anyone out there listening from Newcastle, if I mispronounce upon Tyne, let me know and I will fix that for you right away. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is like right now, I'm recording. I'm also recording a video on my phone so I can start posting these on YouTube so you can actually see me behind the scenes when I'm recording and you can actually see my Cut the Shit Get Fit t-shirt that I'm wearing and which by the way will be available in August because I always put out the t-shirt sales for the first week or second week of August for one week only and that's it. I'm also doing an Instagram live um, video right now for all my followers who are online. So what I'm gonna bring up first is a video that I posted in my private Facebook group. So if you are not part of my shit fit private group make sure you message me and I will allow you into that private group because I do post um, videos that I don't post regularly on social so you get a little more 
of me and my opinion on training, fitness, weight loss, and all that fun stuff. So I posted this video about um, redefining what successful weight loss or success in fitness and health really is. Because I feel and I find that, you know, working over the years with so many different people that, you know, I get a new client and they're like, boom, I want to... I want to lose 60 pounds. I'm like, awesome. But, you know, maybe losing 60 pounds isn't what you actually want or what you need to get to. Because, you know, when people make the decision that they're going to be healthy from now on, they automatically assume that they have to lose weight, that they have to have this huge transformation to make it a success you know for me I lost 60 pounds it was a huge transformation and I believe that it was on purpose that was my journey I was supposed to be on that journey because now look where I'm at where I'm helping so many people not only locally but also internationally and in different places in the world and that was my journey my transformation that was my success for weight loss maybe you or someone that you know that's really struggling with weight loss and is not seeing the weight come off maybe because you know they're trying to do all the right things but it hasn't clicked and maybe their success should be redefined to something else so here's an example when I've been training a lot of general population people who have their own businesses, they have multiple kids, they have this and that, they have so many different responsibilities, maybe their success in health and fitness is to be able to go to the gym once a week with ever, without ever missing one appointment. And with that one day a week, their joints feel better, you know, their back doesn't hurt anymore, they have energy to run around and chase their kids maybe that's what your success should be you know maybe you have to make make that mindset shift and not think you know i'm only going to be happy if i lose 15 pounds you know what if you're not you know emotionally and like physically and also like in the time of your life ready to actually do that because that does take a lot of sacrifice maybe redefine what your goal is you know, we always talk about like goal setting and like you need to um, pick a goal and everyone's like, yeah, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to, I want to do this. But no one ever talks about, you know, yes, my goal is to lose 15 pounds, but right now in my life, I don't think I can make the sacrifices to, you know, track what I'm eating, to see how many calories I'm at, to prep all my meals, to make sure I do this and make sure I do that. Maybe it's not your time yet, but maybe your success for health is to do that example I gave earlier of one day a week or going outside for a walk five days a week for 10 minutes. And if you use that to kind of get the momentum going and you keep consistent at that, you know, walk or going to the gym one day a week, then when you're actually ready and you're like, you know what? I've been doing good, I've been consistent, I have a little bit more time on my schedule, 
I'm gonna focus on my nutrition, I'm gonna focus on this thing, I'm gonna focus on that thing, and then I will get to my ultimate goal of 15 pounds. Not everyone has to have a huge transformation to be successful. I think people in the general population nowadays are successful if they can maintain a happy and healthy body. If they can move better, feel better, wake up in the morning without feeling like they were beat up by a two by four and it takes them like 20 minutes to get out of bed, then you've won. Like, that's amazing. Think about our world today, how it's structured. Our bodies are not built for the world that we live in right now. You can literally stay at home, work from home, sitting down, have your groceries, you know, delivered to you, get a book from Amazon within 24 hours. And hell, if you live in certain parts of the world, you can get stuff from Amazon through a drone dropped to your door. You never have to leave. And now you're supposed to get up and start moving and sweating. And you're like, oh my God, this doesn't feel good. And yeah, you know what I mean? So I think for all the people listening who are just fitness enthusiasts, I want you to really think and reevaluate what your actual goal is. It doesn't have to be a huge transformation. And all the coaches listening with your clients, you know, like I've seen this a bunch of times where or coaches push their own goals and their agenda onto their client without actually communicating with them and figuring out if that's what they really want. Look at the clues and things that they mention and see if they actually really, really want to do that huge transformation. Maybe just getting them consistent with, you know, drinking a glass of water every day. That could be huge. It could be that small. Focus on the small wins and shift the mindset of, I need to have a drastic change to make this worthwhile or even worth doing. That's just my take. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, someone requested me to talk about sugar and I was like thinking about, you know, what should I, you know, bring up when it comes to this because there's so much research out there where um, sugar is bad for you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm no expert when it comes to that kind of stuff, but when it comes to calories, food, I love numbers. And I actually wanna share with you um, an example I actually sent to my client where when we started talking about um, nutrition, I asked her, you know, like what's her routine when it comes to coffee? I always ask about this because you can find a lot of missing links when it comes to nutrition when you focus on one little thing. So, um, she mentioned to me that she goes to Starbucks twice a day to get a venti, I'm actually pulling up an email, uh, a venti caramel macchiato. And I'm like, okay, I have no clue what that is because if you know me, I drink my coffee black, nothing in it, and I've never like ordered any of these kind of drinks. So, I'm like, okay, awesome. Uh, I told her, you know, maybe if you like find a less calorie dense drink, but it still has some sweetness to it, maybe that would be a better 
you know, fit. But I'm like, I, I told her that I'm gonna go look up the nutritional value for it and send you an email with all the info and what I think. And I've done this with other clients too and it's a very huge eye-opener. So when I went on Starbucks's website, that drink um, contains 310 calories and 42 grams of sugar. Not that bad when you have one. So then I go on in my email and I'm like, I'm literally reading it right now. Um, I said like, you know, if you take two of those per day, you're consuming 620 calories and 84 grams of sugar a day. Now, if you span that to your work week, Monday to Friday, that comes up to 3,100 calories and 422 grams of sugar. Fuck, right? Now we're talking some serious shit. So the issue here, if you know, all the coaches know this, but the people who are listening are just fitness enthusiasts, technically one pound of uh, weight is you know, 3,500 calories. And now per week, we're hitting 3,100 calories. So then when I told her, imagine this, you go through your entire month and you're sitting at 12,400 calories and 1,680 grams of sugar. Holy fuck, right? So this is the issue. Just from, just from um, your one, your two coffees a day, it doesn't even matter what you're doing for exercise or if you're eating healthy, this is what's fucking you up. And I tell people like, this is something you can work on because you can easily change it with small progressive changes. So my suggestion to her was like, instead of getting a venti, which is fucking huge, go to a grande. Like you don't have to be like, oh, cold turkey, I'm gonna eliminate it completely. Just cut it down. So then when I showed her the um, calories of the venti, you know, it's still a lot, but over a month, she would um, cut out 2,400 calories and um, 1,020 grams of sugar. Like, that's huge. Like, think about that over a year span. Like, you would actually lose some weight just because of that one little change going from a venti to a grande. That's not a huge like out there request if you had a client struggling with weight loss. So I always look for small things that people can do in their nutrition that doesn't seem that much, you know, time and effort. So I would highly recommend for all the fitness enthusiasts out there, look at the calories that could sneak up on you and especially your coffee and you just change one little thing and it will amount to a lot. And all the coaches out there, I highly recommend you do this little like exercise with your uh, clients and you'd be surprised how much they'll change over a course of a couple months just cutting down from one size to the smaller size. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up that's on my list is um, my update with what's going on with me because you know, if you've been listening to my show for a while, um, I've always had a tough time binge eating. Like I've always come from a place where eat super clean during the week and just hammer it out and get super, super <laughs> stuffed with a lot of crap of food over the weekend. And 
know, I've been working on this project, what I'll always also bring up after this, but you know, I want to do a photo shoot for it, for the exercises. And my issue is like, man, I just don't feel good about myself to be photographed or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna see uh, if I can cut down and get a little bit more defined. And um, I started tracking my calories and macros to the point that I calculated every single gram that was going into my body and weight started just coming off really quickly. And I tracked very, very specifically for, I would say two months before I was like, fuck it, can't do this anymore. Cause we all know that if you give restrictions, you can only last for so long. So after the two months, like I started at 168 and I went down in two months to, um, I think it was 155 and I was like, shit, like I haven't been this light since I did my stupid cutting before my wedding two years ago. And, but like looking in the mirror, I was like, oh, I actually look pretty good. And the weird thing is that even when the two months passed and I tracked, the two months where I was tracking, I didn't binge. I still allowed myself to have things that, you know, if I wanted a couple beers, I had some beers. If I wanted to, I don't know, go out for dinner with my wife, I did that. But for some reason, I didn't have this urge to overeat and feel like shit doing it. So I was like, hey, this is strange because from what I've read, from what I know, if you give someone restrictive, um, a restrictive diet, you're going into the danger zone. I'm like, okay. So after the two months, I kind of stopped tracking and I just kind of ate similar to what I did. Cause after the two months, I kind of knew, you know, what a certain, what, what my size, the serving size should be for protein, fats and carbs. And I kind of continued doing that. And I started getting leaner and leaner. And this last month I started tracking again. And as of like yesterday, when I weighed myself, I'm at 148. So I lost 20 pounds and I'm pretty lean. I'm pretty happy with how I look right now. And I still haven't had a binge craving or binge episode. And I'm really curious to why. So yesterday, um, I had a busy day and, you know, I was driving home and I called my wife and I'm like, you know what, let's, let's go get some Indian food. And I know Indian food for me is a trigger food where I will overeat like crazy. So I'm, and I knew this going in, so I'm like, okay, what can I do? So I ordered less than usual. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna be enough. I'm gonna like force myself to eat more. And yesterday, my wife and I are eating and I stopped, like I just stopped. And I'm wondering if because I restricted myself like counting calories and macros and I adjusted my portion sizes that my stomach and hormones or whatever got used to that kind of size of food. And then when I had the opportunity to like binge and I got to the point where I'm getting like that I'm supposed to get full, I got full faster and 
my stuffed feeling happened a lot sooner than it would usually when I was used to always binging on the weekend. So I'm kind of curious if that's one of the reasons. So I'm gonna actually research this further and give you guys an update if I'm right or I'm just speaking out of my ass. But it's kind of interesting that, you know, self-experiment, I always do self-experiments on nutrition on me. And the interesting thing is I haven't had a binge episode um, since I started this little project. Um, the other thing is the project that I'm working on. So I am starting my own fitness um, training system ebook that I've been writing like crazy the last literally just a week and a half. And I'm about 7,000 words deep into this thing. So here's a little preview of it. Um, basically my own training philosophy of how I coach my clients from point A to point Z, I'm putting it, all my thoughts and methods and systems into one fitness book. And I'm actually really excited because I've had coaches on my show reach out and say, hey, I was listening to your solo episode about this. Where did you learn that from and how did you interpret it? And then, you know, we would go back and forth in emails. I've actually gone on Skype calls with some of my audience and that's still open to anybody out there. Like if you want to go on a Skype call with me because you have a couple questions, like fuck it, let's do it. Like I'm here to help. I want to make the industry better. So if you at all want to learn something from me because I've mentioned something in my past episodes, hit me up on an email, Facebook, Instagram, I don't care. I've done it in the past. I will carve out half an hour to a full hour with you. And it's always nice to chat with the audience to kind of get a feeling of what they're going through, what they want to learn, and what they're doing in their own career. Because I also like learning from other people too. Because, you know, maybe you do one little different thing when it comes to this system, and I can implement it to what I do, then we just get this industry on a whole a lot better. Um, so I'm really excited about this project. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to release it. I have a goal for myself for September, but who knows, like every time I sit down and write, it just keeps spiraling into like, oh, I need to add this, I need to add that. So in a nutshell, it's a combination of like a training method from the FMS, some DNS principles, stuff from Charlie Weingroff, things from Stu McGill, things from Strong First and the RKC, things from the FRC, like there's all these different systems, principles and theories that I interpreted into my own system and I'm gonna share that with everybody and hopefully that's gonna make one person change the way they train and help more people. If that is what I can do, then I would be happy with the kind of project. Um, and the last thing I wanna bring up is I had this conversation with Chris and Scott Dixon yesterday and you know, if you saw my post on social, uh, I had the opportunity and privilege to put her through an assessment because I'll be training her online. And first of all, I was like stunned that she would message me and want to do that with me because she could have chosen anybody in the industry, any coach that I look up to. And I was like very humbled that she would actually pick me to do this. So, you know, after the assessment, we ended up going out for a couple of drinks and we started chatting 
and I can't remember how this was brought up, but we started talking about how important it is for people to actually show their true colors of who they are. And my biggest struggle uh, growing up was always showing, you know, people who I am truly. And I think people who do it really, really well, someone like Mark Fisher, and if you don't follow him, I highly suggest you do. He's the epitome of, you know, not being afraid of who he is, showing his like inner weird. And I think that's like one of my goals is like I'm slowly showing that because I think, you know, growing up in a immigrant household where there was a certain standard and that kind of like eliminated how you were allowed to be. And then you go into a place like high school where you need to be able to fit in, blend in and things like that. Um, you kind of lose sight of who you actually are. And I've been realizing that in the last kind of year and a half to two years where you want to show that inner weird, inner silliness, because that's what's gonna allow you to attract more people and you're gonna create that tribe. So any coach out there that's kind of trying to be too professional, I'll call it, um, you know, release the inner you. You know, don't be afraid to be yourself and you'll see how many more people you're gonna attract based on your personality. And that's what I've been trying to do personally for a while and I'm slowly opening that gate and door to let you guys further into who I am. But um, that's gonna be it for this episode. So hopefully everybody on Instagram Live that's joining me uh, got something out of it. So I'm gonna sign off of Instagram and then I'm gonna finish off this recording. But um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that I am taking online coaching clients. So at all, if you're interested, feel free to hit up the show notes of this episode and I will have the application form put in there. And also don't forget to sign up to the Cut the Shit, Get Fit newsletter. And I post a bunch of good stuff in there. And that is it. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, let me know and I'll be happy to answer them. And again, I'm gonna end the show by asking you all to please, 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 please share this podcast with your friends and family, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, the guy down the street that walks his dog that always says hi to you and you always ignore, even that guy. Everybody you know, share it on your social channels and I'll be forever grateful. That's it. See you guys later.